Hey, it's Avishak, and you're listening to the Stop Being Confused About Health podcast, where our goal is to discover the deepest truths about health, bust myths, connect to nature, and figure out what kind of ice cream we're allowed to eat. So I hope your curiosity is as strong as my sweet tooth, because there are a ton of questions to be asking. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Movement. Movement is the new kid on the block, and it's been that way for at least uh, probably three years or so. But uh, exercise, the term exercise, from what I'm seeing, has really fallen out of favor. It used to be a new thing back in the 70s when people started running, at least in the United States, people started running. And if you were caught running on a sidewalk, on a road in the 70s, people literally thought you were absolutely crazy. So we've come a long way in how we talk about exercise. Uh, We know that in exercise physiology, aerobic exercise is good for your heart. It extends your lifespan. And then people are like, okay, well, we have to train our muscles. And strength training also can extend your lifespan and improve heart health. But now people are realizing that, okay, we are working out in a gym, we're doing our cardio, we're doing our strength training, but what about our feet? What about movement you know we have this anatomy are we actually using it in its fullest uh capacity my guest today rubens garcia is a movement coach based out of kuwait and he helps people regain posture realign their posture and he trains them barefoot almost exclusively he often uh, he can be found reversing flat feet syndromes on his instagram which is our motion coach he also has really pretty feet, which you can check out on his Instagram as well. So uh, thanks for being here, Rubens. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Abhishek. My pleasure again. Uh, so yeah, uh, hopefully I enlighten people and I bring and I add some value to this uh, conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we did a podcast a while ago on my old channel, so it's good to have it, have it on again here. And I think this is a really uh, important discussion. So I want to start off with just, you know, kind of establishing some basic groundwork. What is your, I guess, philosophy when it comes to uh, movement? Uh, well, my, my work, my career brought me to the point uh, of trial and error and see what works and what doesn't. And at the end, what I notice is that uh, there's, you cannot... Uh, like divide the body by parts, but the body just heals and start just readjusting itself when you treat it as a one, as a, as a not by pieces, but as a one. Uh, this means that you cannot understand only fitness, but you have to go to wellness, which is the exterior part of your body. It's the interaction of your body with the environment you are living too. And it's actually that environment that creates the stress we are, we are exposed to, right? Uh, I'm talking about work, I'm talking about family problems, I'm talking about emotions, I'm talking about the, the energy, the noise, the stress, the pollution of the environment you live in. And of course, your relation with your body since you are born. Maybe you are born in a huge city, so you don't have the chance to actually explore and play outside. 
uh, and then you have these kids that live in small villages that are less um, exposed or less willing to, to suffer injuries or, or whatever um, imbalances, pains, aches, just because they were moving more, just in the environment they live. They, they move more and more range of motions, right? It's not just walking to the world, to the car, to the whatever, it's just doing more things that going up and down, just, just the point of going up and down, having the chance, it changes a lot completely the, 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 the way your body understands and the way your body reacts to the, to the environment. So the main three points that I focus on, and I try to reproduce this with my clients as much as I can, is um, train very fit to, to, to have, to, for your body to have the chance of experiencing the unleashing the power of your feet. Then focusing a lot on the hips, the power horse of your body. Let's, let's just uh, mark that the glutes are the most powerful muscle in your body. So I'm sure 90% of the people I deal with have their glutes just slip. And that's a problem. That's where every single problem comes from. You mess the hips, you mess the entire body. And the last, the third and last point I focus a lot on is the breathing. We forgot uh, that the diaphragm is a postural muscle and we just forget uh, how to breathe. Maybe we didn't even learn since we are young. And just the point of being sitting down this amount of time just compresses and jam our ribs and our lungs, uh, not, making a, a, not making us able to fully unleash the capacity of the breathing and decreasing a lot our immune system. You mess the breathing, you mess the immune system. And there's a lot of illnesses coming in just because you're in long enough that it headaches, depressions, just because you don't breathe and meditate. That simple. <laughs> I really like how you draw on so many principles here because this is truly a holistic material. You're looking at how people were exposed, what people's exposures were at a young age. And you're talking about how the body functions as a one unit, you know, in yep. schools, we learn there's cardiovascular system, the pulmonary system, then there's the musculoskeletal system and all that. But really it's all working together. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. They never put it together. You always make it learn as a part and not as a one. And the problem is that every single, um, study or anatomy book or whatever uh, studied the body from a dead corpse nobody knows nobody and uh, nobody focused nobody studied a, a, a life body moving and reacting to the environment you know so everything that we know and that we can see in the books is from a dead body so there's no we lose the we lose the the um the chance to for example pointing or focusing on ancient Chinese uh, medicine or understanding of health about energy. And that's one of the things I'm focusing a lot lately, the energy, the electricity of the body. And so when the body is dead, you have no chance to, to study that, to understand that. So it's very, like, for me, it's very passionate about that. I believe in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, they, yeah, they never studied uh, cadavers or corpses. They, they believe that the body had to be studied when it was alive and living and that we didn't need to be so uh, invasive. 
So, wow, that th I feel like that you just opened up a whole new avenue of research that I personally sure. haven't heard of yet. I don't know if people are even uh, doing that. Um, yes, yeah, so you brought up a lot of points. So I wanted you brought up how the feet, the glutes and the breathing are some of the three most important, uh, I guess, deficiencies you see or, or uh, imbalances. Yeah. So I've been I've heard about the foot to glute connection. I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. So just a little anecdote. I've been walking barefoot on uneven surfaces like every day for a while now. And I've definitely feel like when I walk now, I can feel my leg like, you know, extending better. I feel I'm using my glutes more. But if I sit down too much, then I start and I don't I lose that connection. And then when I practice my uh, my training and everything, I can feel the difference. So uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, our, how the feet and glutes are connected or is that, is that how it works? Yeah. See, um, about the, the, the awareness you are, you are having right now, just by taking off your shoes. See, one of the things that people don't understand and nobody's told is that one fourth of our bones are just in the small structure of your feet like you feel you each foot has 33 joints 33 joints is the exactly same amount of vertebras you have the body is linked in a way that we don't understand in nature it's just magic <laughs> exactly the same joints um, so it's telling you that somehow this small structure which is your foot is made to move 33 joints compressed in that small amount of structure, right? So <clears throat> what I notice is that <clears throat> unless you you don't feel the ground, you you don't understand, you don't unleash the, the movement and the, the finest movement of your feet, your toes and the, your arch, you cannot recruit mentally and neuronally your glutes, right? It's by grasping your feet, when, see, I, w when we see the body, you have to see this. I mean, your body is two parts, right? upper part and lower part. And it's exactly the same. You understand your arm as your leg. This is your foot. This is your knee. This is your glute, right? So when you grasp something, when you are about to fall, you grasp something. You, you directly activate your shoulders like that. You lock your shoulders. So if we understand your arm as your leg is, unless you have awareness and, and grounding of your foot, you cannot understand that, you cannot connect directly your, your glutes, right? So that's my point. Your foot and, and your, your toe and your glute actually is directly connected. So unless you practice the grasping with your toe, you cannot fully understand the connection of your glute. And what happens is you can't mechanically, you can do hip thrusters, squats, deadlifts, whatever to work on your glutes. But the, the, the synergist, which is the, the, the best friend of the glute, is the opposite lats, which means that you cannot fully activate your glute unless you rotate your body to the opposite part, right? So you are creating a connection on your lats and a creation on the opposite glute. This brought me to the point that the lats are at the level of the diaphragm. That, that means that foot, glutes, and diaphragm is connected. So only when you connect these three points, you really unleash the power of your body. So if I heard you correctly, you said 
two things. So there's 33 bones in the foot or joints in the foot? Joint. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. I And uh, just a quick note, I think in numerology, 33 is like a really uh, special number, but I actually don't know anything beyond mm -hmm. that. But I'm just saying that's pretty interesting. 33 vertebra, 33 joints. And now you're saying uh, the lats are connected to the glutes. Yeah, to the counter ones. That's why we are bipodal. We move not as a kangaroos like jumping, but one foot and another foot, and another foot, right? So it's one side of the body just moving at the same time. So when you step on your right, your left side of the upper body moves front. So it's a counter rotation. We work in a counter rotation. So then the glute, the right glute, for example, activates the left lat. That's how your glute fully activated, right? This, this rotation, that's how we propel ourselves forward. So then it's the level of the lats, the diaphragm is, if you don't create this rotation, you can never unleash the rotation of your ribs. So the diaphragm is never free. So it's the three point of them actually activates the entire body. Yeah, that that's makes a lot of sense. Uh, I feel like in all sports, I mean, you have to have the very strong like rotational uh, force. And so you're going to have to use your um, upper body, like say like a javelin throw or something. You're, you're using yeah, yeah, your yeah, glutes yeah. and then you're stretching your lat, you're contracting your lats and then you're, uh, ex you're extending it using the opposite yeah. glute. So I guess uh, how do you start, I guess, opening up your foot in a way to, I guess, well, okay, how, how do you activate your glutes? What's your opinion on that? Because like you said, there's deadlifts, squats, and I did a lot of stuff like that to train my glutes, but I wasn't training my feet enough. So what's your opinion on that? Yeah, um, the first thing I do when I receive new people, and also for myself, I mean, I, I can do it for myself too much now, but the, the first advice or the first stage of my program is actually, it is everything like delete whatever you know, right? So it's like by through myofascial release, I just um, delete every single tension or blockage you can have. By tension on, by muscle tension, I mean, uh, as I told you, I understand the body as and channels of energy, right? So when there's tension, when there's myofascial tension, there's some blockage, the energy cannot go through. So myofascial release is the first stage of my program, starting from your feet just by a tennis ball or a golf ball or lacrosse ball, just remove your socks. It's Leo, my son. <laughs> remove your socks and start rolling out and feel it like for one, two minutes, just roll out, roll out, roll out, all the parts, the arts, moving from back, your foot and then both sides exactly. And then you just go in the same way, just going on and on and on. Then you go for your calves, you go for your quads, you go for your uh, uh, glutes, and then you go for your lower back. And that's how you do it, especially your, your upper back, also your traps, your shoulder. And eventually you feel that you took, one second, you take a backpack from, from you, right? So it's like you feel free, you feel oh, so heavy because you just unleash the amount of tension that things you you're just wasting energy because how hard was for your body to flow blood and oxygen all over because the blockage of tension you were having so that first stage is takes around 
a couple of days, one week, every day, and you really feel it. It's the first part of the program. Okay, yeah, that that's really interesting. Um, so would you? So most people probably from sitting down. I mean, how do you uh, not get tense? I guess, yeah. Not get what? Sorry. How do you how do you prevent? I guess your muscles from getting in that state of uh, tension. How do you prevent? Yeah. Well. Um, once once you understand how the body works and what the right exercise for example working on unilateral exercises instead of uh taking a bar on crossfit or moving up and down or from or, or yeah up and down or front back once you understand that there's rotation that your body needs a third plan plane of motion which is the transversal since the 360 degrees when you start introducing that and create a routine of exercises that kind of rebalance the body you don't get that anymore you don't you your body doesn't get blocked anymore right so even if you cannot train that much and you just maintain or just consciously change the way you walk or the way you move or just be be more aware of the muscles you activate when you just move on on the stairs that changes completely it's like the whole thing is changed when you understand what you're doing. Just a small routine of exercise daily, you prevent your body of getting smashed and jammed just by being sitting down. If you have, for example, you have a work office eight hours, I'm not telling you quit your job, but I'm telling you, you are creating a damage in your body that is going to be, I mean, you, you're going to feel it. It's going to affect your life, right? So you better be aware and you have to know that you mandatory have to do this 15 minutes routine to just reverse the damage you are creating by sitting down. That's how you do it. And just a quick note for uh, listeners, uh, Ruben's ha on his Instagram, he has a lot of exercises that can reverse uh, different postural tendencies that develop from sitting too much and stuff like that. I've tried some of them, they're pretty awesome. So I guess, uh, uh, you talked about the, the planes. That, that's really important because most exercise, it's like usually one plane or two planes. So there's yeah. three planes of motion. And uh, I guess we, the frontal plane, it just goes straight up and down. The sagittal yeah. plane is um, basically cuts yeah. your body in half. Well, they all do. It's kind of hard to explain verbally, but the transverse plane is rotational motion. And yeah. I, so I, that's really interesting. Could you talk a little more about the importance of of rotational motion? I mean, is that is that what's missing, or what, what's what's up with that? Yeah, the problem is that um, we understand things or events in life, like for example, the the fact of uh, drinking milk. Right? It's like been three years I didn't drink milk anymore, and uh, my parents said, "How can you say?" you should we should not drink milk if we've been drinking milk our whole life right our whole life is a short life spasm of 90 80 years right so what happened now is we understand fitness and movement by the things we've been seeing in this short period of time so for us fitness and movement it's gyms machines and machines limit the range of motion you can do we means we just sit down 
grab some grip and press front, press back, or press up and press down. That's it. When you're sitting down, you are limited to that. If you play any sport, there's no limits, right? You just move freely. There's a field of 100 meters and there's a ball or whatever interaction you, you play with and there's movement. And that's the missing point. That's what we missed the nowadays, right? The, the conception of movement and, and rotations integrated in, uh, in our uh, the exercise routine. And actually, what I want, what I wanted to broaden this conversation about is, it's one of the things actually CrossFit did right, which is changing the concept of movement and exercise from gyms and and gym rooms to an open spaces. So you have freedom of movement. This is one of the good things CrossFit brought. Apart of the bad things that probably we go through, but this is one of the things that I the the pros of the CrossFit. So that's good. We're just missing the understanding exercise as movement and body expression instead of muscle building. Yeah, I really like that. The body expression. I think a lot of people don't realize that all the machines in the gym were created by bodybuilders, like the Nautilus yeah. machine. And because you know, in America, it was like, okay, once gyms were created, first it was cardio, then it was machines. And we use these same machines in every gym that mm -hmm. completely yeah you don't it, it people think bodybuilding is the way to exercise it's really strange yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. you're right that is one benefit potential benefit of crossfit but you you did have a post on instagram how you did crossfit before and you don't you you're not a fan anymore so what 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 happened there well what happened is uh, as as everything everything uh, has its its time right so um, just be blunt just, about this. <laughs> <laughs> CrossFit, CrossFit came to me, um, uh, let's say like five years ago, maybe more, like seven years ago. I discovered CrossFit. I was in Madrid and I was, I was seeing these people doing new things other than machines, and I was, yeah, was that. So I just uh, approached to them and say, and they say, like, try, try. What happened is in. In 12 minutes of exercise or, or, or working out, I um, felt more intense for the next three days than in my entire life. It was just 12 minutes and it was like, we just did pull-ups and just some deadlifts and push-ups, that's it. But in a certain way that CrossFit does, um, taking in consideration the repetitions or the amount of time you have, uh, but for the next three days, my body was just sore and aching. So was this, this, what's this? This is new. I never experienced this feeling. Um, so then I started digging in and being more interested. And I uh, went for the certification and also for the Olympic lifting. And I tried to myself. What happened is, um, as I was saying about the planes of motion, CrossFit, one of the cones that has is that focus a lot, I would say like 90% on coronal or front plane and sagittal plane, which is front, back, up, down, that's it. And what you missed is the rotation, right? So the problem, the problem of CrossFit is the way they sell it, they sold it. Um, 
you have to know that CrossFit is a sport. A sport has risks. A sport is not for everyone. I cannot put you, I cannot take you and put you to compete, for example, in the NHL or football in the, in the pro league, right? There's certain movements, there's certain skills you have to learn first. If you don't want to get injured, the first performance, the first practice. So the problem with CrossFit is that they sold it in a way that fits for everyone. That's wrong. Your body, I mean, 95% of world population is not ready for a CrossFit sessions. There's a lot of imbalances, misalignments, and deficiencies that you have to take in consideration. You have to fix first if you want to perform in a right way in the front plane and the sagittal one, right? Otherwise, one side of your body always going to be pulling or pressing more than the other. And one side of your body is going to be always pushing or, or going up and down more than the other. And that's when injuries come, when you load that movement, right? By one millimeter of imbalance will not do anything. But if you do it thousand times with 10 kilos, the injury will come. That's the problem. And so CrossFit did a lot of good things, yeah, but also wrong things, which is to sell it for everyone. You cannot sell that. Do you think uh, Olympic lifting style lifts and squats and stuff? Are, how do you do? You think that's uh, healthy for the spine, or are there any uh, health consequences? Because that's something I think hasn't been resolved in the fitness community. Is like putting hundreds of pounds on your back in a squat. I mean, is that is that healthy long term? Uh, obviously not. Obviously, it's not. Um, any kind of um, there's two things here right i mean the body any kind of uh, any body or uh, our body adapts to the stress and develops to the stress right and you can say okay so if i put 100 pounds on my back my body will adapt to the stimuli being stronger or becoming stronger in that position and now down is my question how many times per day you put 100 pounds in a squat how functional is that zero Right. <laughs> so there's, for me, I don't load the spine of my clients anymore since like two, three years ago. No way. There's no squats. There's no front squats. There's, there's no back squats. And there's no deadlift with bar. There's nothing about that. Right. So what I focus about is the, this, the strength of your lungs and rib cage to maintain you up. And then the strength of your grip. So there's nothing on your back, but you having to pull it, which is real. If you are 60 years old or 50 years old, you want to play with your grandkids, right? So you're going to grab them from down and pull them from up. And that kid is not going to be in a straight line plane of motion. It will be here or will be here. Once you have it in your ribs, he's going to move over here. Or you want to put him on your shoulders and move around. So there's no bar for me. There's no equality and when it comes for gripping we come from both sides of your body loaded in the same way you have 100 pounds you cannot have 50 and 50 because that will never happen in real life so it's it's fake it's not real it's not a functional way of training yeah that's um, really interesting because yeah when i think about it now squats are so hard and it just seems like back in the day if we were trying to do something functional like you know if you hunt an animal and you need to bring it back or something you wouldn't be doing lunges with it. You'd probably drag it or find some other way to bring it back. But squatting yeah. is just up and down. I mean, where's when is that going to be relevant? I mean, I, I know you 
probably it seems more relevant to deadlift or to lift something heavy off the ground and then lift it up. But just having something on your back and going down just doesn't, doesn't make sense to me uh, from a function. Like who would have done that in the past? I'm, for what? I'm happy you, you came to that point because it's, it's very hard to understand because the, the main, the main uh, or the, the gods of the of fitness was always back squat, deadlift and bench press, right? And <laughs> that makes zero sense for me. Uh, zero sense. First, first of all, if if you want to have a, if you want to choose a movement in the front plane, you always choose pull, not press, right? Which is the movement you do the less in your life. It's always happening and never back. So if you want to reverse the, the damage you are creating by doing things in front of you, focus on pulls. Start pulling now. Pull ups, rows, whatever you want, but develop the strength of your back. And then about deadlifts or squats, instead of a squat, go for lunges. Why? Because look, just notice the way you walk. It's one step front, one step back, one step front, one step back. So what you want is to be better in that movement. If you have to pick up something from the floor, you're going to assume the same movement of the lunges, not the squat. You're going to stop, put your feet together in the same line, making sure that you are pointing out or whatever the way you're squatting and then go down, pick up the thing and go up. Right, you're just gonna be moving, and your phone just go down, and you just assume the lunge position, pick it up, and stand up. So that's why now I focus my whole attention on being better on squat on, on lunges instead of squats. That's awesome. So I think we've covered a lot of ground here, and I I feel I feel like so basically the the message there's so much going on here is. You want to activate your glutes, and that happens from grasping. And you want to you want to choose functional movements and release tension, and definitely train in a rotational kind of manner. So, yeah. uh, is is that are those pretty much the fundamentals, or is there is there something more you'd like to add on that? No, 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 for sure. Um, hundred percent is that that three points is the I just. Try to simplify it as much as I can for the, for just because fitness and the, when it comes to exercise, there's thousands of exercise. You just have to choose the, the, the value ones, the, the useful ones. So I try to simplify my job, my work and my philosophy and just three points. So okay, if I have to choose to work on and make makes people change what they will choose was that very fit the hip strength and the breathing uh, capacity that's it about the, the this there's another thing that i want people to to take in consideration here is that always uh, focus on or try to understand how we humans are designed right if we would be made for lifting things or to be strong or to fight. We we survive through the years, I mean ages for our ancients, by collaborating and hunting, not by just fighting one to, one by one to a bull or to a, a rhino or to a whatever animal, right? We are we were weak. Our strength came from the community. Right? And then the design of the human body is not made to lift things. Look at your feet, it's very small in comparison with your body. So the basement is so tiny, which means you are designed to move, 
not to lift and be strong. So we are good movers, we are good throwers. We are not good lifters, so we are not good uh, being strong. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just about uh, just look at look, understand what what your body is designed for, and just work on it. That's really interesting. That that's a conversation for another time, for sure. But what what was what are we truly meant to do as humans? I think that's the question that the whole movement community is 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 answering slowly but surely. All right, yeah. Rubens, that that was awesome. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts? No, no, at all. I mean, I, I just uh, hope that I provide value to the people that uh, listen to your channel and pay attention to you. And um, just remarking my Instagram account that if anyone has any question or books to go through these or they want to start introducing themselves in this, just uh, I will be posting some things about it. And that's it. Yeah, definitely. Check out our motion coach on Instagram. Uh, he has events and workshops internationally that he announces there. All right, Rubens, mm -hmm. thanks for coming on. That was uh, that was very informative. My pleasure. My pleasure always. <laughs>